0: Welcome to Talking Business. In this series of podcasts, I hope to give you some ideas based on over 40 years working for various organisations in industry. In series one of Talking Business, we're going to look at your big project, avoiding the mistakes of others. This is the project that is going to change the face of your organisation. Welcome to Part 11. Testing. So why do we do testing? Surely this is an IT exercise, isn't it? And surely the IT team tested the system at every stage during the build phase. What's more, business people aren't qualified to test the system. It can be very boring. And anyhow, surely Golive will give it the tests that it needs? The only benefit from the business that I can see is that it gives us an opportunity to demonstrate the system. All those views on the previous slide are suicidal. Testing is critical. The people who test the system are the people who are going to use the system because they have to make sure that it works to their satisfaction. What you must do is allow a significant amount of time for testing. It's not a quick thing to be done, squeeze somewhere where we can find a little bit of time. This is one of the most major phases of your project. And the whole purpose of testing is not to prove that the system works. It is to break the system. You are not testing to show how well it has been built. You are testing to find out every flaw in the system and then cure it. You must use real data and simulate everyday situations that your business has. You must test. And when you're satisfied, you then test. And when you're satisfied that everything works perfectly, you then test again. You must create proper test scripts for your testing that are in line with the best practice operation that you have defined for your business. The scripts must be designed to test the system from end to end. It may well be that in building those scripts, you will need people from more than one discipline because from end to end means that you will have commercial people, you will have order takers, you will have people in pricing, you will have people who chase debt, you will have people who produce reports, you will have people who schedule deliveries, you may have people who make product. They all need to be in the test script. They all need to contribute to the development of those test scripts. You must insist on the tests being run with real data loaded from the legacy system. And this will show whether your data loads are accurate as well. You must insist that the tests are done using realistic volumes of data. Ideally, your whole business. Because if you only test based on, say, 100 customers, you have no chance of uncovering the flaws in your system, and the person writing the script must either specify the correct answer or show how it is to be calculated. Everyone who tests the system must be an expert user of the system. This is a good opportunity to test whether your training material that we talked about in the last episode is any good, because if you train the testers based on the training material and they can't do the job, then you know you've got to go back and look at the training material. You must test all parts of the system from end to end. You must test the programs, the data uploads, the links, etc. You must test the data loaded into the system. You must test compliance with best practice. I would suggest giving rewards to those who break the system because they are your effective testers. They're the thorough testers. They're the people who don't have any friends in the IT team. One of the best testers I've ever come across was a guy many, many years ago who I worked with called Brian Kinder. He didn't have all that much imagination in life, but he was willing to go through a script time after time after time after time until we knew that the system worked properly. If you can, when the system's broken, carry on beyond the breakage Because if you found an error early in the process, it can be worth seeing how far you can get through the script. Because one of the problems is that the correction of one error might create another one later in the process. So it can be useful to know whether the process worked later on or not. You need to understand the cause of every error in the system. Is it a program? Is it a link? And all the other problems that you can have. Is it your data? Does it comply to best practice standards? What are your data loads like? What's the data quality like? What about user errors? They can also happen because the users may press the wrong keys. The user may try to find a shortcut. The training material might not have been suitable. These are all things that testing will test for you if done properly. You must correct the errors properly, there will be no fudges. There are no shortcuts to getting things done, there is no it'll be alright on the night. Do not accept pressure from the jufties who just want to get the project in and move on to the next one. The correction may take time, but this time is well spent because it protects your organisation from a disaster later. Errors corrected during testing are errors that will be eliminated before you go live. You must document every error. What it was. Why it occurred. The action that was taken to cure it. The action that was taken to prevent it ever recurring again. Your testing team? Well, you've got to be part of your testing team. Otherwise, how do you know that the testing is being done properly? It will include members of your global team. It will include members of the extended best practice team because they must understand what has to be delivered. It will include your subject experts and it will include the local experts because their buy in to the testing, to the system, to the fact that it works. Once tested and repaired, is worth a great deal. Don't rush it. Even if you overrun the schedule, this stage is critical. Don't be bullied by the jufties who are just after their project bonus. Getting this wrong and allowing errors to get through can kill your business. If the local team wants to carry out their own tests, let them because their sign off is important and it will help you in training because some of them will be trained early. Once everything is alright, you can proceed to the next stage. But you must have the correct answers for every single scenario. Every programme and link must work. The data must be fully robust every output must be correct, every report must be correct. There will be no incorrectness, there will be no faults. This takes time, but it will prove that it works. Now that you are satisfied, what's your next job? Test again. Yes, you heard me correctly. But now you can do it with an audience as now you think the system might be robust. And if you find any so far unfound errors, it may be embarrassing, but it's better to do it in a test environment rather than in real life. Once you've finished all the testing, get agreement from everybody that everything is working in writing, preferably signed in blood by everyone who matters. And for each rollout in a multi-rollout situation, you need to repeat the same testing process. There may have been programme changes, only in line with tax, legal and statutory, and those need thorough testing to make sure that they work with the existing system. You've got a different set of local data that may have come from a completely different type of system. You've got another set of sign-offs to get. Talking Business is produced by the Mr. T Podcast Studio in association with SFRD Services Limited. Thank you for listening. The next episode will be in two weeks' time.